When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Rose Bowl preparation officially underway in Tuscaloosa, it's time once again for a practice watch-along on the YouTube and podcast homes. For BamaOnline.com, Travis Schreier, senior analyst, back with you. And we have a couple of minutes of footage provided by UA that we will work through on this Sunday, and we'll get things started right there with that guy, Nick Saban, overseeing a college football playoff team for the eighth time in the 10-year existence of the four-team playoff of the CFP. So when we get further down the road and this thing goes to 12 and who knows from there, this is going to look even more impressive that for eight times in 10 years, Nick Saban has his team among the four semifinalists in a CFP. And we'll get the video going here. And as we do so, we'll see right here in the background, there you see him, Coleman Hutzler there, just behind Nick Saban, recently appointed as the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State. We thought that Coleman would be hanging around for the CFP, and that right there provides you with further confirmation of that being the case. Now, no Mississippi State on the schedule for Alabama in 2024. So Jeff Levy, new head coach at Mississippi State, won't really be able to take advantage of that prior relationship of, let's say, Coleman Hutzler and Nick Saban. But Nick, with a hire that's been reported here of late, might be able to take advantage of some previous knowledge where the University of Michigan is concerned coming up here in these next few weeks. And so as we continue to roll the video from Saturday, we get into flex and there are some big guys right there. You've heard about some attrition here recently involving the transfer portal, Isaiah Hastings and Quinn Barnes, Tim Keenan right there. You got James Smith right there. You've got Edric Hill, a true freshman, a couple of true freshmen there in Hill and Smith. So uh, that could have something to do with it, you would think, as far as guys moving on, looking for playing time elsewhere Talk about a guy who has ascended to iconic status here in the last few weeks. How about that guy right there, Isaiah Bond, going through flex. And we recently heard from this guy, Jalen Milrow, that he anticipates returning to the Crimson Tide for the 2024 season. So good news there with Bond and Milrow expected back for 2024. Moving along to some defensive back work from Saturday. There you see Malachi Moore up top. There you see Kool-Aid McKinstry. Good to see Kool-Aid on the practice field after he was lost for about a quarter and a half or more of that Georgia game in the SEC championship contest. And you'll see here, Kool-Aid looks like he's got additional cushioning on that helmet, right? Looked like he was dinged against Georgia. You don't see that with the other defensive backs in this footage. There you see Caleb Downs to go along with Terry and Arnold, Malachi, Kool-Aid. Boy, there's some All-Americans in that shot right there, huh? T-Rob overseeing his guys during the early stages of Saturday's practice. There's Jalen Key. There's Jake Pope, another young safety with a lot of potential. There's my guy, T-Rob. Now, I did this clip specifically because that is a proper visor. See that visor right there? 
That's not a truck stop visor with the Velcro strap. That is a legit tour visor. Good job there, T-Rob. We love it. And you talk about a guy doing exactly what he loves to do. This is it. If you were going to do a portrait, maybe a Daniel Moore even of Nick Saban, I think this would be it more than anything else because he loves individual drills. I'm not going to say he loves them more than Little Debbie Cakes. Maybe he does, but this is what he loves to do during the early stages of workouts. He likes to oversee those corners working on that punch there. You see it from Kool-Aid going against another hero from the Georgia game, Trey Amos. So Nick Saban very much in his element there. You know, one of the questions with Michigan up next is going to be how much nickel will we see from Alabama against a Michigan offense that will give you two backs, will give you two, three tight ends at times. In other words, seems custom made for more of a base approach, something we really haven't seen much of at all from Alabama during the course of the 2023 season. Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy really wants to work the middle of the field on early downs when Michigan does throw it on first or second down. He loves tight end Colston Loveland, who I refer to as the Bowers of the Big Ten. Well, not really, but Loveland has caught 40 balls for 572 yards and four touchdowns this season. Michigan will get him flexed out, kind of like what you see from UA with Amari Nyblock. And also C.J. Dupree. Roman Wilson for Michigan is wide receiver number one. Now, in his last four games, Wilson has caught just five balls for 73 yards and a touchdown against Ohio State that saw him motion into stack, something we've seen opponents go with to some success against Alabama this season, and then score on a bullet of a throw from McCarthy in the outer red zone against the Buckeyes. Now, when McCarthy needs it on third medium, he likes to look outside the hashes, get the ball out quick. You might be able to jump one of those hitches, but you got to be right if you're in base because you're probably not going to have much help over the top on the outside in those situations. Get into some wide receiver drills here, and there's been a lot of talk about Ryan Williams, the just amazing five-star reclassifier from the 2025 class to the 2024 class. And again, that's all justified because as we saw just as recently as this weekend, he reclassifies, jumps into the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game for this time around and is your MVP in Alabama's win of that game over in Hattiesburg. So I get it. But I'll tell you, I really like this guy too. Jalen Hale, as we've seen, the Texan as a true freshman, has moved up the rotation throughout the season, has seen increased playing time, think he has a chance to be very special in his own right. And here we get into Jermaine Burton. And if you want a stat line for number three against Michigan, here it is for you. Jermaine Burton, one catch, 57 yards, one touchdown against Michigan. Now, came a couple of years ago when he was a Georgia Bulldog in Georgia's drubbing of the Michigan Wolverines down in the Orange Bowl in a semifinal. But I'd say that's pretty efficient, right? One catch, 57 yards, one touchdown. And by the way, I do think, do you think we might see Alabama take a shot or two deep off Max pass pro early in the game against Michigan? Yeah, I kind of do too, especially after what we saw from Alabama in the Citrus Bowl back on New Year's Day 2000. And 20, Mac going up top to Jerry Judy in that one. There's Kendrick Law, another one of those wild card type of players for this matchup against Michigan to go along with Jalen Milrose's legs and 
maybe Amari Nyblack and what he can do at the tight end position. This is a hybrid player that you really wonder the likes of which has Michigan seen much of so far this season. So definitely a guy to keep an eye on offensively and in the kick return game in Kendrick Hall. And I really like this guy too. I really like Emmanuel Henderson. He had the injury early in the season that sort of sidetracked him a little bit there, but he sort of reminds me of Kendrick Law. Maybe not so much in terms of body type. He's longer, he's more slender, not as compact, but how he is making his way and making his impact initially for Alabama. You see him on special teams, and he has that potential to be a guy on offense that you line up in some different spots and do some different things with. Get into the running backs, and there's another true freshman and Richard Young, impressive young talent. He's going to be followed up by Jam Miller here. You're also going to see Justice Haynes right there getting some work, pad level, footwork, incorporating a couple of different things of the position into that drill. We didn't see Jace McClellan, who, of course, missed the Georgia game in the SEC championship contest with that foot injury. We didn't see Roydell Williams. Still early in prep, I wouldn't go down center square and sound the fire alarm bells just yet. Pretty interesting Alabama's running back situation for this 2024 class as we head into the week of early national signing period. So something to keep an eye on there. It makes you wonder if some of these backs, some of these 2024 backs are checking to see what Alabama's existing backs are going to do because you've got remaining eligibility for all five of your scholarship backs. So, and it could be something where Alabama's waiting to see how that works out as well. Get into Jalen Milrow and his receivers working against air here. Here's Milrow to Isaiah Bond. Really brings to mind sort of the finish of that 2021 season when Bryce Young and John Mechie had it going. You think about games against Auburn and the start of that Georgia game anyway before Mechie went down, unfortunately, with that injury in Atlanta. Feels that way, doesn't it? I guess you could say a bond, a similar bond for Isaiah and Jalen Milrow. Given what we've seen in situations where Milrow and this offense have really had to have it, I think it's applicable, that comparison. And that includes extended plays where Bryce and Mechie were really, really good at the end of that 2021 season. Here we see Milrow hooking up with Robbie Oots. And boy, I hope Robbie Oots, in practice at least, gets 100 balls thrown his way because he deserves it after what he does as a blocker on a consistent basis. Here's your glam close-up shot of Milrow and the quarterbacks. There's Tommy Reese on the left. As we roll it a little bit here, there you see Milrow. There you see Dylan Lonner again. There's Tyler Buckner. Looks like Buckner's going to hang around, take a shot at another ring or two. He's got that SEC championship ring uh, before he heads back to Notre Dame to play lacrosse in 2024. You see Eli Holstein back there in the back. So that's four of the five scholarship quarterbacks right there ducking in at the bottom of the screen to the left of Buckner. I thought initially that might be Ty Simpson. I think instead that's Cade Carruth, the walk-on quarterback from Hewitt Trustville, the nephew of Paul Ott Carruth. I just like saying that name all these years later, the former Alabama standout tight end. So you think about that quarterback room, and that's with Julian Sayan in route. Could be on the practice field, I guess, as early as Sunday. 
certainly as Alabama gets more into the week coming up, uh, boy, a lot of dudes, a lot of quality. And I like that, too, in terms of scout team work coming up for Michigan, simulating J.J. McCarthy. You got a variety of guys, talented guys with varying skill sets and talents. So that should help you. And a preparation that I think, at least for the Alabama defense, will be similar to Georgia in a lot of ways, especially with the tight end usage and the way that Michigan goes about its offense. Again, maybe, maybe more emphasis on base for Michigan than uh, what we've seen in some previous games this season. So just something to think about. Speaking of tight ends, if you like that position, do we have a game for you out on the West Coast? These guys right here, C.J. Dupree, there's Oots again. Uh, you're going to have Miles Kitzelman. We've seen Miles a little bit more as the season's moved on with Alabama employing some 13 personnel and certainly some 14, uh, one back, four tight ends and short yardage and also goal line situations. So all these guys in play, you would think, for Michigan. And there's kind of the wild card, I think, Amari Nyblack and how you can do some different things with him from either 12 personnel or 21 personnel or 11 personnel. And this is before we include Danny Lewis, who we've seen as a fifth tight end. We'll close things out again with another glam shot. This one of Dallas Turner, just good again, similar to Kool-Aid to see Dallas out there uh, working with those outside linebackers on the practice field. You also see freshman Keon Keeley back there on the left, Quay Roussal, Yanze Pierre in that shot too. You got high hopes for all those guys, especially with the possibility of extensive attrition after the season. It's interesting in some ways that Alabama has checked in on some edges in the portal, but in some ways not so much. After all, it is a high-value position, and Nick Saban isn't big on hoping things work out for the following season. Not that the young guys won't be able to help in 2024, but you got to remember, I know I've said it before, you got to remember that for every Will Anderson, there's been a Ryan Anderson, a Tim Williams, a Chris Braswell here of late who needed time to develop. And as summer enrollees, Keeley and Pierre haven't had a full run through strength and conditioning and spring ball yet. And again, like the previous offseason, when Saban cherry-picked in the secondary and at inside linebacker, that could be the case at defensive end and or outside linebacker, or for that matter, any spot where he can upgrade the overall situation. That approach looked pretty good against Georgia, didn't it? With Trey Amos, Trez Marshall coming up big against the Dogs in Atlanta. As for the outside linebackers against Michigan on January 1st, it's another area where base versus nickel will come into play. Do you play five DBs, play one fewer outside linebacker in the nickel potentially because you might go heavier with a defensive end like Justin Aboigby bookending Dallas Turner or Chris Braswell? You could play four DBs in your base, and that allows you to keep both Turner and Braswell on the field. You know, Michigan offensively in games against Ohio State, Penn State, and Iowa, those three defenses played a lot of base. And that was even against 11 personnel when Michigan had one back and one tight end on the field, and even on third and long. So maybe UA takes a cue from those defenses. And when I look at personnel, skill personnel, Again, 
Uh, Loveland, impressive tight end. Michigan running back Blake Corum has been extremely productive, overcame a significant injury in the not-too-distant past. Uh, and that probably, as much as anything, is why I don't think you worry about him as much on the perimeter and in space. Most of his will come between the numbers, and he's really, really productive in goal-to-go scenarios. And I would think Alabama will get some two-back stuff from the Michigan offense. Donovan Edwards in the game for Michigan in those situations with an emphasis on Edwards being more of the dynamic option between himself and Corum. And as far as J.J. McCarthy running the football, I think that's going to be essential to Michigan's chances of winning this game. And the last time we really saw that from him was against Penn State back on November the 11th. One play stood out in particular. The Wolverines went with some jet sweep action into the boundary and then ran McCarthy behind a pulling play side offensive tackle. So the design run game for McCarthy is in there. The question is, how healthy is he? That same game against Penn State, McCarthy seemed to sustain an ankle, lower extremity type injury, and the design runs haven't really been around much for UM since. He's got a month to get right. So I would expect to see more of that version of McCarthy in Pasadena than what we've seen over the last four or five games. So there you go, a practice watch along from day one of Rose Bowl work at the University of Alabama. As always, we appreciate you tuning in here. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our new YouTube channel. It's easy as hitting that subscribe button right there. Hit that like if you don't mind as well. Turn on those notifications. You'll get all of our video content as it drops right here on the YouTube home for BamaOnline.com. And of course, with National Signing Day, early National Signing Day upon us, so much going on with the portal. Alabama with some surprise visitors over the weekend. Andrew Bone, Tim Watts, Joseph Hastings from a recruiting perspective. Have you covered on all those details right now at BamaOnline.com. So get over there, check us out. Hang out with us on the roundtable, our premium message board. We have a lot of fun at BOL. Travis Schreier thanking you once again. And until next time, so long, everybody.